Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of your Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite things and it's optimization, specifically sales funnel optimization. But honestly, I just like tweaking things and optimizing. It's the scientist in me, you know, I studied biology all in college, you know, the whole med school dropout thing. And in all of that, I learned the importance of constantly tweaking and improving, right? In science, we're constantly, you know, doing an experiment, seeing if something works, right? The whole hypothesis, right? Testing a hypothesis. Um, And then, but truthfully, like as scientists, as, you know, we are always focusing on improving, making things better. Think about, you know, when um, when different things happen, like with different medications that go out, right? That we're always making improvements. And you can really see optimization happen in any area of life. Um, but I just really like to nerd out about optimizing and tweaking things. And so I want to talk about optimizing your sales funnel because why not, right? We want to maximize our profits. We want to maximize our conversions and our efforts. And we want to make sure the things that we are doing for our businesses are are actually making progress um, or allowing us to make progress, right? So we're gonna talk about optimizing sales funnels. So a sales funnel essentially is just showing the journey that a potential customer is gonna take to become a actual customer, right? So from, you know, just a follower to a actual paying customer, a sales funnel is gonna show us that journey. Um, it's so funny because I feel like a, like we have a bunch of different names for the same thing, right? A sales funnel, like, you know, when you think about like, oh, it's a journey, right? Same as a customer journey, right? Like when you think about some of these names, it's just like, oh my gosh, like everybody is always looking to rename the exact same thing, but you know, it is what it is. A sales funnel is just taking us through that journey of, you know, what, you know, what someone you know, does or or thinks or how they engage with you when they are, you know, thinking about buying with you. And then what are things looking like for them when they become an actual customer? Y'all, it is Tuesday night and Tay has the kids and they're doing all kind of crazy things. So if you hear screaming, I promise you they are totally fine. Um, but anyway, each stage of the funnel, when you think about your sales funnel, it's going to represent a different step in the process, right? And so when we think about a funnel, you want to think about optimizing every single step along the way so that you can maximize your conversions and and revenue right so there's always going to be something new that you can learn about a certain part of the funnel and i always you know whenever i'm coaching someone i always say like you know what are you learning right what are you learning about your business about your um your mvp your you know your buyers your community right what are you actually learning about them because the truth of the matter is is that every piece of content you put out there you are learning something about your people about your buyers and it's not to say that like oh if if a post doesn't get you know hundreds of likes or a ton of followers that it's a bad post or anything but everything we do 
gives us data that we can then optimize, that we can then improve upon, right? So today I wanna talk about a few best practices to optimize your sales funnel. But first I want to, like before I get into that, I wanna talk about some of the key stages of your sales funnel. So these stages, like I said, I feel like we're constantly renaming the same thing over and over and over again, but these stages, they line up perfectly with the customer journey, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in another episode. If I have, I'm gonna go and check and make sure, but if I haven't, I'll do a whole episode on the customer journey. But um, inside Becoming CEO, we actually map out your entire customer journey. So you will be able to build this out. And as you're building that out, you're essentially building out your sales funnel, right? You're, you're, by doing the customer journey, you're able to clearly see, okay, this is how I'm actually selling to people. And this is actually what's happening in each stage of the journey. And that's so important to know. I feel like a lot of times, you know, as business owners, we can get in our heads, right? We can be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to pose, you know, or, um, you know, I see people say all the time, you know, I've been posting, but I'm not getting any responses or nothing's happening. It's like, okay, well, what are you posting? Are you posting to people in the right stage of the sales journey? Are you posting something that is actually going to connect with them and actually convert them where they are in the customer journey, right? Like that's where we have to focus our energy and our efforts. Anyway, the stages typically look like this. The stages of your sales funnel, the stages of your customer journey, um, typically look like this. Stage one is brand awareness. Stage two is interest, right? Then being interested, you know, um, uh, that's when they like join your email list and they're like, you know, kind of engaging in your content. We call, I, I like to call this like the engagement phase. Um, consideration, right? Consideration when they are thinking to themselves, okay, I have a problem that, need to be, that needs to be solved. Uh, you know, this person can help me, right? They're considering your offer versus everybody else's offer. That's stage three. Stage four is the decision, right? AKA the purchasing phase, right? When they actually, you know, get on that sales call and you're saying like, hey, are you ready to join? Or, um, you know, they see your offer and they're checking out, right? That's, that's the stage four. Um, and then stage five is loyalty or retention, which we don't always talk about this stage a lot, but loyalty and retention is such an important stage to spend some time in, right? Because it's so much easier to continue to have clients, like existing clients, it's so much easier to get them to continue to buy your offers than to try to reach new people. So I have clients that have spent, you know, more like multiple five figures with me because of the loyalty and retention and, and because I constantly am optimizing that stage and that phase of the sales funnel and of the customer journey. So at each stage, your potential customer, your potential clients, they are going to have different needs and concerns, right? There, there's going to be different things that they are thinking about, that they are experiencing, that are bothering them, or just specific things that they want solved, right? Problems they want solved, transformations they want, results they want. And your marketing strategy should reflect those differences, right? You need to know that the person that just became aware of your brand is going to have a different energy or need or concern than someone who has been engaging with you for, let's just say, a month. And they are seriously in that consideration phase where they're like, all right, as soon as I see this next offer, or as soon as she says, like, the doors are open, I'm going to be ready to buy, right? That's two different That's two different needs and concerns. And our marketing should reflect those things so that when you offer are promoting and putting out content and doing all those things, you're actually reaching people where they are so that you can move them through the sales funnel, right? We're trying to move people through the sales funnel, move them through the customer journey. And when you understand those things and you understand what needs to happen at each of those stages, now your marketing is going to resonate deeply with them. Now you're going to connect with them in a way that they're going to be like, oh my gosh, like you get me, you know, 
I love people that say so like, like girl you get me take my money right like I love those things because that means that I've done my job in my marketing and here's the thing I don't expect anybody to be a marketing expert just because I love marketing and all that kind of stuff I don't expect you to be a marketing expert I love sales I don't expect anybody to be an expert at that but at the end of the day as a CEO you do need to understand how it works and you do need to figure out how to make it work for you so that you can create a sustainable business right so that you can create something that actually is making you money consistently and something that you're not you know sitting at the end of the day like oh my gosh you know i need money but i don't know how to make it listen i have had too many times where i have woken up and i'm like yeah i need some money right i need to pay this thing i want to buy this thing or whatever and literally i will just out of nowhere create a whole new offer and sell it right and it's because i understand the sales funnel right i understand the customer journey i understand what people need and so at a drop of a dime i can sell anything right i can sell anything because i know how to reach people and move them through the funnel and that is what i'm going to kind of be talking about you know inside becoming ceo for sure but that's i'm going to kind of talk about tweaking and optimizing your funnel today so um like i said inside becoming ceo we have a whole customer journey map where like it really does double as your sales funnel because you're gonna learn exactly what your ideal, and I hate to say ideal client, but you're gonna know what your ideal buyer, that's what I'm gonna say. You're gonna know what your ideal buyer needs to think, feel, experience, all those things. You're gonna know those things. So now when it comes to creating content, it becomes a no-brainer. And inside becoming CEO, there's actually this thing called the customer journey content matrix. And this allows you to easily create content that's going to drive your audience through your high ticket sales funnel because you have a system and a process for it. I love this customer journey content matrix. Whenever you see me create a ton of content, it's because I'm using my own matrix, right? I'm using my matrix to come up with my ideas, to you know, really make sure that I am moving people through the funnel because listen, if my business is not making money, it's not making any sense. I know that's so cheesy, but it's so true. If the business is not making money, it doesn't make sense. We have to figure out, we have to, we have to tweak something, right? And that's where that optimization comes in, right? And so, you know, I know I talked about a couple different things, but, um, and I know I talked about like the stages of the funnel, but now I really want to talk about, you know, where can you optimize, right? And so first, before we like go super deep in that, I want to say that you need to be using data and analytics to identify where you need to improve. I know a lot of times we, you know, well, let me say this. I know for myself, I will launch something and then halfway, you know, halfway through fallout because I'm like, oh, it's not going the way I thought, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm doing that. I'm making decisions from a, an emotional place. And we can't do that as CEOs, right? Especially as you get to a point where you are, you know, hiring team and all those things. Like you can't just, um, you know, you can't just make decisions for the company based on your feelings. You have to use the data to identify where you need to improve and where you need to tweak first, right? And let that be where you start. So we just talked about, you know, um, in episode uh, 212, I talked about the importance of measuring your marketing efforts and your R ROI. And so now I'm bringing this up again because data analytics are so crucial to optimizing your sales funnel. Because when you are able to look at these insights, they're going to tell you how your potential customers, how your future clients are interacting with your marketing material, like your social media content, your emails, your, um, you know, your ads, if you run ads, like it's like the data is going to tell you how people are interacting with it, right? You're going to be able to see, you know, if this is, uh, if the message is resonating the way it should, or if people, you know, prefer a certain style of content, right? If they engage better with a certain style of content 
content. You will even be able to see and like predict trends in your business. So something that I just recently did is I looked at a, um, I looked at my podcast for trends um, and because I was really curious because I noticed that some months I would have just amazing months on the podcast where, you know, a lot of people would download the podcast or a lot of people would, you know, um, sign up for my opt-ins from the podcast and all these different things. I would notice that and I'm like, okay, you know, then I would also notice months where like it was nothing. It was like, you know, crickets, no, no people coming from the podcast, no, you know, new leads, no anything. And so I, I did a trend. Like I, I looked at the trends, I looked at my analytics and I realized that every year for the last three years, I can predict like when I, I'm, I'm going to get a spike in listeners, you know, in like January and February, then it kind of goes down. And then in the summer, you know, somewhere around May, it just spikes back up. Right. And I have like this huge spike in the summer, which makes sense because my typical, you know, ideal person is a mom, right? And so in the summertime, you have a little bit more time, right? The kids are home from school, you're probably home, you know, if you're taking off and all that kind of things. But anyway, you have a little bit more time to listen to podcasts. So I noticed a spike during that time. Um, and then there's a little bit of a lull, right? At the beginning of quarter three. And I was able to use the data to see that, but it also allowed me to then optimize my sales funnel. Because now during those months that I know the podcast tends to have a lull, I have options, right? I can either one, just like double down on a completely different marketing effort, like a different marketing channel. Maybe I spend more time in email, which I have been doing. Um, or on the other side, I can choose to be like, you know what, let me do a campaign for the podcast so the podcast can continue to have growth and a spike during a month that I know typically is a lower month, right? There's options there right now. I'm making decisions based on the data and I'm improving and optimizing my sales funnel for that. Such as a little like real life example of like how I am optimizing my own funnels. But then even with my clients, I have some clients who just recently did some launches and during the, before the launch, we kind of made some predictions and we looked at, okay, this is what's happened in previous launches. And so based on that information, we were able to say, okay, we're going to make these two tweaks. One of my clients, we literally made two tweaks. We made it to where she opened her cart a little bit earlier. And then we made it to where, um, we really like doubled down on a, um, a strategy uh, and we did her launch event as a challenge so instead of her doing a workshop she did a challenge that for that launch she actually on the first day of opening the cart by her opening it earlier and again we were optimizing right we were optimizing her messaging we were optimizing like how and when she actually sells by doing that literally the first day she sold three spots into her program and that just showed us like, okay, like it just gave us more data to work with. We were able to use the data and the analytics from previous launches to then inform what we're going to do for the next one. So like I said, your data is going to provide the insight on how potential customers are in interacting with your marketing materials, with your sales content, with everything that you do. And they're going to show you where people are dropping off, right? You'll be able to see where people are dropping off in your funnel. If people are dropping off in your funnel too early, then that means you're not even getting to a point where you're able to actually sell to them, right? Because if they're dropping off before they even really, you know, get into your email list or you know, if they're dropping off and not opening your emails, if you're not getting, you know, people to click and stuff like that, that is good for us to know because then we can optimize for that. And by analyzing the data, you can identify exactly where you need to improve. And maybe you don't know the exact, you know, thing to change, right? Like, I'm not going to say like, you'll always know, oh, I need to fix this one thing right here. But at least you have a good starting point to start testing some things to make more improvements. And you can then, you know, of course, 
optimize each stage of the funnel. So some, some metrics that you can pay attention to, because you know, I just love like having something, um, or I love like to have something tangible, but some metrics that you can pay attention to is website traffic, your conversion rates, your um, email open and your click rates, your bounce rates, your engagement rates. All these things are some great metrics for you to look at. Um, for example, you can look at your click rate, your email click rate, and you can see if you are having like a rapid decline when you focus on conversions, right? So if for a time, right, your marketing effort, like you're at the conversion stage and you're focusing on conversions and you notice that your email click rate is going down. And even if you notice your email open rate is going down, right, then you know that perhaps there could be a couple of things happening. Maybe your messaging is off, right? Or maybe you're just not attracting qualified leads, or maybe your audience, your community is actually experiencing fatigue, right? Because if you're selling and you're getting a rapid decline of like open and clicks, that means that something is going on, right? Because here's the truth. I have launched and I have sent four, five, six emails out in one day, and my email open rate has still stayed above 50%. Now, 50% is a very high open rate. I want to be very clear on that. I am constantly deleting people from my email list. If you're not going to open my emails, I don't want you on there, like point blank period. So even with me sending out so many emails, I know for a fact that people will still read emails. So when I notice from my clients, like, hey, people aren't opening the emails, the click rate is going down, everything is going down, then that means that there's some, there's some kind of disconnect that's happening that we need to then optimize. And then we have options, right? So this is what the data is telling us. All these things that you see can be improved, right? You can improve your messaging. You can improve, you know, um, attracting high, quali um, high quality leads or, you know, attracting the right people onto your email list, right? Those are things that can be improved and tested. And then you can optimize for that part of the funnel, which is the conversions, right? Which, I mean, listen, that's the part we really want to get to. We really want to get to the actual conversions, but sometimes those beginning steps, right? That, um, that brand awareness, that um, interest, right? Those stages still play a huge role in the success of the conversion phase. So those are just some things that I want you to kind of think about at the beginning. So let's talk about strategies, right? Some strategies for improving your lead generation and you know your lead, um, your lead nurturing. So. Oftentimes, the reason that you're not seeing sales is because you're either not bringing in leads or you aren't nurturing them to the point that they are actually ready to make a purchasing decision. I see this happen a lot, like a lot, a lot, where people will, you know, either you're just not you're not bringing in enough people or you're not nurturing them. And here's the thing. I like to say all the time, if you have people following you, you don't like leads, lead generation, that's not always your problem. It's usually you're not nurturing them, right? Your messaging is off and it's not getting them to that point where they are warmed up and ready to make a purchasing decision. Because truthfully, like I've had clients who have email lists of less than 20 people and they have a five figure launch. So it's not about having more people, it's about having the right people and knowing how to actually nurture those people. And so lead generation and lead nurturing, these are critical components to the sales funnel, right? Because if there's nobody in the pipeline and if you're not nurturing them and moving them through the pipeline, then the sales funnel falls apart. So in order to optimize your sales funnel, you need to have a steady stream of high quality leads, right? And high quality, we can have a whole other conversation about this, but it's not about like, oh, they have all this money to spend, right? While yes, we want them to have money to spend. It's not just about that. It's about where's their mindset? Are they actually ready to buy? Are they actually ready to make this investment? And are they ready to do the work required, right? Because I would much rather someone, you know, say, you know, this is not for me, this is not the time, than for me to, you know, 
get a client, sign a client, and they can pay, but they're not willing to invest anything else, right? Because at the end of the day, whether you're a coach or a service provider, the, you can't do all of it, right? Your, your client still has a responsibility to getting their own results. And so, you know, it's important that we focus on having those high quality leads, but then also on our nurturing process that's going to move them from potential customer to actually being a customer, right? Moving them to that, fun that funnel. So some strategies for improving that lead generation. It can include a lot of things, right? Um, and, and we're just talking about like generating new leads. So um, when I say generating new leads, I mean like increasing your followers, increasing your subscribers, increasing your email list, things like that. Like how are we generating new eyes? Um, and basically we're talking about visibility here, right? How are we getting that more vis or that increased visibility? So it can include targeted advertising. So this can be free or paid, right? So um, this can look like collaborations, right? That's free. Um, speaking on other people's platforms, that's usually free. Instagram story swaps, that's that's free, right? Or you can do some paid advertising, right? So you can, you know, that's targeted, right? Because you can target a very specific group of people. Um, you can do content marketing, right? To improve your lead generation. You can do content marketing and it could be your own media, right? So doing your own podcast, your YouTube channel, um, blogging, your social media, right? There's a whole content to sales system module inside becoming CEO. In addition to the customer journey matrix where I will help you create and improve your content so that you can generate more leads with your content, right? And a lot of times content marketing, it's free, but it's still work, right? Like there's still a cost inv um, involved, whether it's your labor, um, whether it's you outsourcing certain things, like maybe you outsource some editing or different things like that. Like so there may be a cost associated, but for the most part, content marketing can actually be uh, free, right? And then another thing that you can do to kind of improve your lead generation efforts is referral programs. This is one that I love so much. So many of my clients get clients through me. And it's because like I I refer people, I put my people on. When I know that you're you're the best at what you do, when I know that you're good at what you do, I'm gonna put you on, I'm gonna refer you. Um, and vice versa, I, ha I have so many people that refer me for so many things, um, especially in my photography business. It's amazing how many people have just referred me. And even when I wasn't publicly advertising, people were still finding me and working with me and hiring me all because I was referred, right? So having referral pro programs is a great way for you to improve your lead generation and referral programs kind of keep you from having to do all the work because once you're referred by someone you I mean you pretty much got the job right it's like they're that that person that's coming to you they're pretty far down the customer journey by the time they get to you by, by the time they get to you they're 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 ready right they're in that consideration phase they're in that purchasing phase where they're like okay I know I need this and you already have a glowing endorsement from this person like at that point they're just trying to make sure you're not a scammer you know and they're ready to go so we love you know really tapping into having like a referral program or a referral network as a way to improve your lead generation um, strategy and that lead generation part of your funnel. So once you have generated those leads, now you need to have some effective lead nurturing strategies. And this is going to include things like personalized email campaigns. And I know that a lot of people don't do this, but listen, there is so much power in sending an individual email out to one person. I know that we want to use the systems and the tools and all those things, and we want to, you know, mass email everybody. And trust me, I do it too. So, you know, it's no, it's no shade to that, but there is so much power in sending an email out to a small group of people, right? And sending an individual note to someone and saying, hey, this is how I can support you. This is how I can help you. Or, hey, I just want to give you an update on this, whatever, whatever, right? That there's, that's so powerful. Um, retargeting ads, right? 
I don't talk about I don't talk about ads a lot on this show um, because I don't do a ton of ads but I will occasionally run ads and I'm not I feel like there's such a stigma around like oh I do things organically but girl bye listen as moms we need to get it how we can right and there's nothing wrong with ads right there's nothing wrong with ads in the real world right in the real world of business that's offline that's not you know just dependent everything online people run ads right so we have to like kind of let go of that stigma if you have a few dollars ads may be a great use of your money right to do some retargeting ads um uh, relevant uh, content marketing that's another thing um we, content marketing really just does span a lot of the customer journey um but especially when it comes to nurturing your leads you want to think about what content is really going to engage these people right when we're talking about nurturing and so in this phase it's more so like doing your stories or content that's specifically created to connect with your leads and not necessarily attract new people so you know it, it's kind of like when you do like like if you look at my stories and i'll be like if you um if you know you know right or like whenever i do my shmoney gang content or my shmoney moment content like it's like oh no you know like my people know this or like when i have my um my mom moment content right like like the gang the squad like y'all know this content and this is for you right this is to nurture and to pour into you and so you know some of it's going to be business related some of it won't but that's fine right it's it's all about nurturing and building the connection building the relationship right that's what's happening there so we're talking about optimizing, right? And so that first way is like, you know, improving your lead generation, improving your lead nurturing, because that's going to be one way to optimize your sales funnel, right? Because you're really optimizing for those first two parts of the customer journey, that brand awareness stage um, and that, you know, that engagement phase, right? Those are the two phases that you're kind of doing when you're focusing on that lead generation. So now another way that you can optimize your sales funnel is just to create better call to actions or create better pitches, right? Getting better at actually selling. So this is going to be further down the funnel. So now that you have, you know, optimized the beginning of the funnel, now you're getting, you know, a steady stream of leads, you know, people that are coming in, people that are consuming your content, joining the email list, all those things. So now that you've done that, okay, now let's move down the sales funnel and optimize for the, the close, right? The sale. So get better at your call to actions, get better with your pitches, right? So call to actions, CTAs, whatever you want to call them, they're going to be essential to your sales funnel, right? Because this is the close. Call to actions are going to encourage people to take a action, right? Such as filling out your contact form, purchasing your offer, um, you know, uh, joining your email list, right? The, like these, these call to actions are going to provoke people or um encourage them to take a next step whatever that next step is right it's not it may not always be to buy but it could be right and this is your opportunity to pitch your offer and get them to the next step right or, or sorry or get them to the next step right you can do one or the other so instead of telling people to just click the gear bio give them something more specific okay when we're optimizing that part of the funnel we want to do more than just say link in bio link in bio this is i mean i see people do this all the time or like you know now there's this big trend of like dm me this word um like in stories and listen there's nothing wrong with that right there's nothing wrong with that but you want to make it more specific right people are I'm going to say people are like fatigued, right? Like they see the same thing over and over and over and over again. So it doesn't really provoke them to take any action. That's why you want to say something different. 
And that's how you're going to optimize your sales funnel because now you're a pattern interrupt, right? So instead of looking like everybody else in your space, you look like your own unique person. You look, you look like your own unique company. And now people are looking at your content like, oh, wait a second, what's happening here? So instead of saying click the link in your bio, you can say, okay, book a sales call, right? I do that. Like you see this all the time. I say, book a sales call, book a sales call, book a sales call. Listen, it's a sales call. I'm not doing coffee chats. I'm not doing all this random stuff. We're going to get on a sales call. If you want to actually move forward, go to the next step, get this result, get this transformation, you need to book a sales call, right? Or be specific about where they're tapping, right? Tap the second link in my bio and fill out the contact form. Give people what you want them to do, right? This gives them more specific so that when they go and actually take the action, they can follow through on the process. Because sometimes people will click the link in the bio, you got 10 links in the bio, now they don't, they, they don't got all sidetracked and went somewhere else, right? That's happened to me so many times. And I don't feel like there's a limit to how many links you can have in the bio, right? I know some people are like, only put one link in the bio, only put, you know, this girl buy. I'm gonna put every link in this bio because I, I mean, it is what it is, right? Everything here is good. Everything here is good. And, and there are some times that I will, you know, just put one link at a time or whatever but listen i'm not gonna just like stress myself out about oh there can only be one link here which link is gonna be girl by no all these things are gonna be in this bio and you pick what works for you and i'm gonna tell you you know hey the second link is for this the third link is for that book a sales call with the first link so anyway optimize your call to actions right really get good at your pitches how are you pitching your offer so when you're doing like a webinar or a workshop how are you transitioning to the pitch right how are you talking about your offer you want to optimize that area and i think this is the last thing i want to say but the last thing i'm going to say is you're going to always be testing and experimenting right when it comes to optimizing your sales funnel you're going to always be experimenting and this is going to be the key to optimizing your sales funnel you're you really want to and i really encourage you to try different strategies analyze the results and then at that point you can refine you can optimize your marketing approach to increase your conversions right and I know that this is like so oh my gosh like I got to think about all these things but listen I promise you once you start doing it it becomes fun right because at a certain point business does get boring right we start to get really routine but the mistake that I see people make is that you get so routine that you kind of let things slip and you don't continue to make improvements, right? And you can always be improving, even though business gets, you know, pretty routine or dare I say boring, there are still things that you can improve, right? So we don't want to become, you know, um, we don't want to become like content in the worst way, right? Where we, where it makes us not take any kind of action, right? Or not seek to continue to improve. And so when I'm talking about this, some areas that I want you to kind of experiment with or kind of play with is your website design, right? Is your website designed, are your sales pages laid out in a way that are attractive to potential buyers? Um, are they are they laid out for conversions? Um, look at your like buttons that people click on to buy, right? Are they clear and prominent and do they stick out, right? Or do they stand out on the page or do they blend in, right? How is your branding? What is your marketing message, right? Look at tweaking your marketing messages. I've been doing this a lot and it has been so insane. Like if you think about how I talked about becoming CEO, you know, previously versus how I'm talking about it now, even in this year, right? We're only in May. And the way that I talk about becoming CEO has changed three different times this year. And it's been amazing. And it's because I'm testing out and I'm experimenting with different messages, right? I know what becoming CEO does, but maybe you don't right and it's my job as the ceo it's my job as the business owner to make sure that i'm articulating that in a way that can actually support you in making a good like a well-informed decision right 
your lead generation that's somewhere that you can be um, tweaking and experimenting and playing with right it's going to be essential to measure the results of your experiments carefully that's what I want to say it's essential that you measure what you're doing carefully and you know I know website design is like okay well what am I measuring here trust me you can you can see website clicks right you can see different things with your website um, there's this thing I think it's called like hot jar or something and it will actually map out what buttons people click on when they go to your website so you can see like okay a lot of people like when they come to my website they click on one thing and then maybe they get frustrated and they leave your website that's something good to know because now you can clean that up you can optimize it you can figure out okay what's happening you know is it taking them to a broken page is it you know um is it taking too long to load? Like what's happening here, right? Are they going to my podcast, right? That's great. Like we don't mind if they go to our podcast from here. Maybe they're doing what they need to do. Um, but it's it's important that we are measuring these things, right? So that when you know what's happening, then you can make the next best informed decision. So I want you kind of to go back to episode 212 if you haven't, because I've talked, I talked a bit about um, just like how to, um, how to make decisions based on your data. So go back to episode 212 for that. But optimizing your sales funnel, it's going to be a continuous process, right? It never, it never stops, right? It requires you to like constantly be analyzing and experimenting. This is where you play. This is where you have fun in your business. And when you understand the stages of the sales funnel, when you understand and you're using your data to like figure out where can you improve, um, whether it's your lead gen, your nurturing, your call to actions, whatever it is, right? Business becomes fun again, right? Because I get it business does become boring or sometimes it's like oh my gosh I have so many things to focus on but what I really want you to get good at is just looking at what's happening and seeing where you can just make tiny improvements right at a certain point in your business it's not about oh I need to change my strategy or I need to do this dramatic thing and instead it's more so about okay I need to make these subtle shifts and subtle tweaks to get this desired result right I need to double down on this in this area to get a better result right so when you implement some of these best practices that i talked about you will be able to create a sales funnel that is going to effectively move people like through the customer journey move them through your sales funnel and they will become loyal customers okay that is all that i want for you right i want you to get to a point where you are able to turn the faucet on and make and make money, right? That is what becoming CEO is about. And I've actually been really reflecting on this for the last like couple of weeks of like, okay, how am I building out the structure of the offers with becoming CEO? And one thing that I realized is that the becoming CEO lifetime group coaching experience is really about helping you make money, right? Helping you make money with high ticket clients. And I want you to be able to do it consistently in your sleep. I want you to be able to say, okay, I'm ready to launch an offer and you know within you know the next two to six weeks that you'll be able to sign x number of clients right like i want it to be like a faucet and i know that that sounds crazy right i know it sounds like oh my gosh like can i really you know do that but it's so possible and i feel like people don't realize how possible it is for us online business owners and even for us service providers right service providers coaches whatever you are it is so easy once you have a high ticket sales system it is going to be so easy for you to basically turn on the faucet to the money and then turn it off right i don't know why we want to turn it off but you know just go with the analogy um, but it's going to be so easy for you to kind of turn on and off that funnel right and, and put yourself in a position where you at any point can make money within a two to six week period. And that, um, you know, now that I think about it, that's a really like audacious thing to say, like to, to, to have the audacity to say like, oh, 
I want you to be able to consistently sign clients within two to six weeks, you know, high ticket clients, especially especially high ticket clients. Like that's very ballsy to say. And I, and I want to make a caveat to this, right? It's going to take some work, right? It's going to take some optimizing, right? It's going to take some getting clear, right? Getting clear on who your MVP is, right? Who was the actual buyer? What are you actually selling to them? Are your offers actually profitable? Um, you know, are your systems in place, right? And I don't mean like a dramatic system. I just mean, do you have a process for how you're doing things? Do you have a process for your onboarding? Um, what is your vision? What is your messaging, right? Like, how are you marketing, right? There are certain systems that just kind of need to be in place, but it doesn't have to be anything super dramatic. I'm not telling you you have to, you know, set up this whole 20 stage funnel, right? No, not at all. But you do need to take some time to sit down and think things through. And that's what a lot of us miss out on, right? Uh, I feel like a lot of people either spend too much time planning and not enough time doing, or you spend too much time doing things that just, and, and you have no rhyme or reason. So whenever something happens, you really don't know what like what you can attribute your success to. And I always say, you know, there are a lot of people in the online space that accidentally made it. But once they got to that point, they they were smart enough to take a step back and say, okay, what worked and what didn't work? Where can I improve? Where can I optimize? Where can I tweak, right? Where can I double down? That is what we do inside Becoming a CEO. I help you figure those things out and those pieces out so that you can create a sustainable business, working less than 20 hours a week, selling to high ticket clients, signing, signing them, serving them, all that in less than 20 hours a week. That's what I want for you, right? Because we ain't got time. Like, mama, we I know, I know you don't have a ton of time because I don't got a ton of time. And I, and as moms, we have to make the best use of our time and of our energy. And so, you know, if this sounds like something that you are like, okay, yeah, I, I need this. I definitely need this. Then I really invite you to come and join us inside the Becoming CEO Lifetime Group Coaching Experience. The doors are officially open. They're going to be open for the next few days. I think we have like five more days as of this podcast episode, like when this airs. So there's like five more days for you to get inside. So that is it for this episode. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.